pleasure to have each of you with us. Thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy day to join us for one of the 25 breakouts as the Open to Hope seminar begins today. I hope you all were able to just check out Dr. Druck and his keynote address. We're very much looking forward to the rest of today's speakers, and we're very honored to be among a group of amazing professionals. My name is Sarah. I have been with the Tuesdays Children team since 2006. I um, have actually spent my career mostly in the mentoring field, and um, I stepped away from Tuesdays Children for a little while to run a national military nonprofit as their executive director, and I found my way back to Tuesdays Children because being a part of a organization that centers our work around resiliency is exactly where I feel at home. I live actually right outside of New York City in a town called Suffern, New York, with my two kids, my husband, my dog, and a guinea pig. And I am thrilled to be here, not only for the opportunity to talk to each of you today, but to know that these are the recordings that people will be able to access for a very long time to come, and we hope that we are a resource for you on your post-loss journey. I I'm excited to be joined here with my colleagues today, Kathy Murphy, Liz Zirkel, Eileen Lynch, and joining us as our amazing tech supporter is Jillian. Um, just want to take a second and let you know that our workshop today is going to have two components. One will be an overview of the work of Tuesday's children, and the second part will be an introduction to our transformative, life-changing program, Creative Insight, and a taste of that experience. We just want to um, take a moment and introduce the other colleagues, and we'll get started. Kathy, please. Thank you, Sarah. I am Kathy Murphy. I am the Senior Program Director at Tuesday's Children. I joined Tuesday's Children in early 2003 as the Manager of Teen Programming. I was raised in Manhasset, Long Island, a commuter town to New York City, a town that was heavily impacted by 9-11 as evidenced by the many, many cars that sat in the train station parking lot for months and months. I graduated from Providence College with a BA in social work. I worked in a hospital setting until 1992 when I became a widow with three very young children, a six-year-old, four-year-old, and a five-month-old. It was at that point that I decided to switch careers and head to Lehman Brothers, a well-respected Wall Street firm. I eventually began dating my current husband, who also worked in the finance industry. Fortunately, neither one of us was downtown on 9-11. I was home on maternity leave with my fifth child. So between Tom and I, we lost 28 friends and colleagues. And it is in their memory of these friends that I was drawn to the mission and passion of Tuesday's children. I felt a really strong connection. I felt needed and the work was important. Today, I feel even more passionate and committed and proud of our work and our many accomplishments at Tuesday's Children. Thank you. Hi, I am Liz Zirkel. I am the director of the military initiative here in Tuesday's Children. I am not in New York. I am actually in Jacksonville Beach, Florida, and uh, it is an absolute pleasure to be here today. I came to Tuesday's Children in 2015 after, had, um, after having worked in military scholarship organizations as well as, as spent several years at the, at the VA 
hospital. And uh, I was I was widowed in 2002. My husband, Major Steve Zirkel, was killed by a drunk driver on his way to have lunch with the kids at school. And so at, uh, at a young age, I was raising a, a five and a seven-year-old. Uh, horrifically, I lost my daughter, Colleen, when she was 20 to, uh, to a freak accident on, on her way to go skiing. I, I was most attracted and came to Tuesday's Children because I was forever looking for that, that answer of what's next. I needed an organization that was rooted in the concept of dignity and, and moving beyond the state of great, of, of, of grief. And I, I have a son who is an active duty Marine who is stationed overseas right now. And, uh, and I think that we've done, we've done pretty darn well. It is my absolute pleasure now to introduce Eileen Lynch Eileen has been a consultant with Tuesday's Children since about the beginning. Eileen? Thank you, Liz. Um, yes, as Liz said, I am a Tuesday's Children family member. Um, I lost my husband, Farrell, on September 11th, along with um, his brother, my brother-in-law, and as Kathy had said, so many friends. Um, and kind of been looking for the next step in my life. I had three young children, I have three girls. Um, who were seven, nine, and excuse me, um, seven, eleven, and thirteen at the time, kind of looking for the next step in my life. Um, I connected with Tuesday's Children, and together, and I'll talk about this a little bit later when Liz and I give you, give you a little bit of a taste of Creative Insight. I'll tell you a little bit more about that process. But um, I came to Tuesday's Children, and together we worked on bringing Creative Insight to the nine eleven population, and then now it's. Uh, you know, working with military families throughout the country. And it's been uh, an, an honor and a pleasure to do this work. And it's also been so healing for me to do this work. Um, you know, the community, the people, the friends that I have made, uh, who I met back in, I started with Tuesday's Children back in 2002 and then started teaching for them in 2005. Um, I have made so many friends and relationships that have been such a source of strength for me over the years. Um, so I'm so grateful for that. I have a, um, as far as my background, I have a master's of social work um, from Fordham University uh, with a specialization in child and adolescent trauma. Um, I am a certified life coach through the Coaches Training Institute. And I'm also a certified instructor of creativity and business out of the Graduate School of Business at Stanford University, which is the course that Creative Insight is based on. Um, so I'm so honored uh, to be here with you today and to have the opportunity to share a little bit of creative insight with you. Thank you, Eileen. Our gratitude sure. is with you. Thank you. Um, we just want to also share our gratitude for Dr. Heidi Horsley, for Dr. Gloria Horsley, for Heidi Horsley, or excuse me, for Heather Horsley as well, um, for the entire Open to Hope Foundation team. Um, it's an amazing list of colleagues that were joined here today from Michelle Nefernandez to Dr. Drock and of course, David Kessler, um, all of which we've worked with before and look forward to continuing these um, many valuable partnerships in this world that we all are in together. Um, if you would just bear with us for a minute. We're going to show a quick video about the work of Tuesday's Children, and then we're going to get started. Thank you so much. 
When the Twin Towers fell on September 11th, scores of first responders rushed to the scene of the devastation, propelled by the need to help any way they could. All across our country, in different towns and cities, a different kind of first responder was emerging. Individuals for whom responding meant walking into the nearest recruiter's office and enlisting in the military to help protect our nation and its freedoms. Tuesday's Children feels a responsibility towards these heroes and to all military families who've lost a loved one. And working with the 9-11 community all these years has taught us how to help families find a path toward long-term healing. A look at the numbers underscores how much Gold Star families, these families of the fallen, need our help. There have been more than 20,000 military deaths since 2001, leaving many thousands of widows, and some 60% of children who lost an active duty military parent are under the age of 12. A large percentage of veterans returning from the war in Iraq and the war in Afghanistan have post-traumatic stress disorder. And as they struggle with reconciling all the things they were exposed to, their families suffer and struggle to find their footing too. Perhaps most shockingly, there are 22 military suicides per day as a result of PTSD and depression. Half of these suicides, 11 per day, are from post 9-11 service. I think it was significant in that 9-11 was the impetus for these people to join the military. And so that's why we think it's really important to connect all our work with not only the 9-11 children as they're growing older, but with the military kids. So Tuesday's children responded with offering long-term support. While there are a lot of grief programs that are offered to um, the spouses and to the children, after you take part in a grief program, you want to know what's next. Tuesday's Children is the only organization offering post-grief resources. So Victor was deployed uh, three times in combat, uh, twice to Iraq and once to Operation Enduring Freedom in Afghanistan. I never thought that Victor would be somebody who would no longer be here. He was a survivor. He didn't come home from war with an obvious scar. After Victor passed away in 2015, I was looking um, to connect with different organizations and was missing a sense of community that I could only have found, having spent 10 years immersed in the military community. Um, I was looking for some strong male role models in Kai's life, um, my older son. I heard of Tuesday's Children. I reached out to them, I think at a resource center and connected with them. Um, I had heard of them being a New Yorker, knowing what they, all the fantastic work they had done um, post 9-11 and thought that was something that my children could really benefit from and myself as well. And I really thought connecting him with a mentor would really benefit him. Um, and they explained to me that it was a long-term match. One of the ways Tuesday's Children helps families of the fallen is through our youth mentorship efforts. Here, children anywhere from 6 to 18 are paired with thoughtfully recruited mentors, many of whom have lived through traumatic loss themselves. My dad passed away when I was about 25 years old and, uh, you know, just start to become a man myself. Um, and I had three younger brothers that I, you know, had to take care of for a while. My mom was pretty shot after that. That was, that was tough and I knew what it was like not to have a father figure around. Twice a month, um, we'd like to get together um, for at least three, four, five hours. I look forward to spending some time with him. I, again, I see this as a long-term relationship. So firsthand, because of family and friends that are all New York City firemen, policemen, the effects of terrorism had on the family. So 
it's something that I've uh, always wanted to do. Um, now that my family's grown and out of the house and whatnot, I have the time to give it 100%. Kai's big thing is he really wanted to go fishing. Um, he's been bound and determined to go fishing. So uh, as soon as he got his mentor, he said, can we go fishing? So they went out and Kai caught a couple fish. What I would expect or hope for Kai's future is for him to be happy and the rest will take care of itself, I think. Just lead him in the right way. Joining the Tuesday's Children team and being director of the mentoring program meant that I was able to put volunteers in the lives of children when they needed the most. Putting them at this pivot point where they could celebrate the children's triumphs and really meet them where they are and walk shoulder to shoulder with them as they were um, supporting them through their post-loss journey. When Tuesday's Children first started, a lot of the phone calls we were getting from volunteers were from other people that ex had experienced traumatic loss. Some of our volunteers, a gentleman that lost his brother in the Twin Towers, a gentleman that lost his sister in the Virginia Tech shooting, a West Point cadet that lost his uncle in 9-11. They understand the unspoken language of grief, and so they gravitated to this work because they thought that they had something to give. A mentor isn't a parent, they're not a therapist, they're not a tutor, they are an adult support system for you. Our work really rests on the confidence in our volunteers that they're gonna stick with us for the long term. That's where we're gonna see the impact. They're gonna build trust, they're gonna walk through the stages of a match, if you can even call it such, because friendships don't have stages, but they certainly have opportunities for, again, triumph and challenges. There were so many organizations started after 9-11 were one of very few left standing due to the fact that families trust us, but also families refer other families to us. I believe that we are still helping all those impacted by Tuesday, September 11th, whether it is the 9-11 family members, responders, or the military population. All those people have been impacted by the events of Tuesday, September 11th. Our mission has grown out of need to help also communities impacted by mass violence and terrorism. I think the distinction is in the long-term support. So we are not about being there for you while you're grieving. We're about being there for you while you achieve resilience, while you walk forward in your post-loss journey that will be there for you. And if secondary losses happen, we are there as a community of understanding because grieving and healing is a lifelong work. Your generous contributions through the years have helped ensure that Tuesday's Children can use its healing model to impact the lives of people who've experienced great loss. With your continued support, we're able to keep helping our families find a road toward recovery and resilience. Tuesday's Children, healing for today and tomorrow. Today we will be introducing you to Tuesday's Children's work in long-term healing. Throughout this presentation, you will be hearing from myself, Sarah, and Liz. First, a little background on our organization. Tuesday's Children provides a lifetime of healing for those who have been forever changed by terrorism and traumatic loss. Our initial service population was the 3,051 children who lost a parent and all families who lost a loved one on that day. We later expanded to include other populations, first responders of 9-11 and their families, global victims of terrorism, military families of the fallen, 
and local communities experiencing traumatic loss. The devastating emotional impact of 9-11 fueled the creation of our organization, Tuesday's Children, was really formed as a grassroots initiative. We were formed in Manhasset, Long Island, which was heavily impacted on 9-11. In order to understand the breadth of Tuesday's Children's response after 9-11 and the long-term needs that we continue to fill, it's important to understand the scope of the tragedy of September 11, 2001 and thereafter. Nearly 3,000 people from 90 different nations were lost. The average age of the 3,051 children that lost a parent that day was eight years old. 40% of those families received no remains of their lost loved one and we will talk a little bit later about ambiguous loss and how that has an effect on the lack of closure and further complicates complicated grief. And if you think about where you were on September 11th, 2001, many of us remember where we were and what we were viewing. They estimate that 60% of Americans saw the attack live that day. More than 90,000 people responded to the rescue efforts that were happening afterwards. And because of the toxins that were at the World Trade Center site, Fresh Kills Landfill, and the other surrounding recovery areas, many men and women, most of which volunteers, were very sick, some of which have passed from those illnesses. They now estimate that the number of those that have passed due to their time in the recovery efforts has now eclipsed the number of people that have died on September 11, 2001. Liz is gonna talk a little bit more about our efforts to serve the families of the fallen, but it's important to remember that 3.7 million troops deployed after September 11. Kathy will talk a little bit about the global incidents worldwide since September 11th, but we need to remember that the problem of terrorism and traumatic loss is not one that is going away. They have a widespread impact on our world, and it's a, we want to make sure that the lessons that Tuesday's Children has endured over almost two decades of service continue, and that we're able to be a resource for all those that are here today and for others that will come after us. Incidents of terrorism and traumatic loss have a profound emotional impact. The sudden and violent nature of the loss is unique and a defining characteristic of grief. Emotional and physical wounds can take longer and can be more complicated to heal. While there's no defined timeline of healing, anyone that's lost someone can tell you that, we recommend or we recognize, excuse me, that there are common bonds formed in a lot of these situations. Things such as social isolation, fear of being forgotten, and disrupted family dynamics. The most prevalent emotional impacts we see after 9-11 and other mass scale tragedies are trauma and grief. Here you see some of the types of trauma and grief prevalent in populations we serve and which inform the programs we offer. The response to a traumatic event varies significantly based on the individual prior to the experience of the event. Trauma doesn't define itself by the event, but is cumulative in a person's life. Ambiguous loss is something particularly prevalent in the 9-11 population. 
since 40% of 9-11 families received no remains. To this day, many family members have no tangible proof. In the context of the current COVID crisis, we have yet to see what types of long-term effects and grief will emerge, but we imagine there will be some complicated grief and ambiguous loss as many of the families who lost loved ones to COVID have been unable to say goodbye to their loved ones or unable to hold funerals in the traditional sense. I'll never forget the day, I think it was around 2011, I was calling on one of our surviving spouses as we normally did at Tuesday's Children. We checked in with our family members quite often. And this woman answered the phone and said, Kathy, I can't believe you're calling me just now. I am just stunned. I just got off the phone with the medical examiner and they have found a fragment of my husband. Now this was the first time all this, those years later that they had found something. She said, I don't know what to do. I have told my children who were, I think eight and six at the time that her husband died, that he was intact in the coffin, in the closed coffin when they buried him. And she was really torn with what does she do now that she has this information. So we talked for a long time, I'm doing mostly listening and talked several times and she was also in therapy. So she was getting guidance from her therapist. And in the end, she decided to leave the children as is that, that they believe that he was intact and they had their closure. But she and her mother-in-law went to the gravesite themselves and buried the fragment at her husband's grave. So these types of stories, this is just one example. And we know many families who buried empty coffins or coffins with few possessions belonging to the victims, just to try to have some kind of ceremony for their kids and extended family. In both trauma and grief, we see similarities between isolation and withdrawal. And Tuesday's Children has been particularly good in addressing this by creating connections with peers and people who have had similar experiences. This has been a foundation for healing and has helped to normalize these experiences and create significant trust within our community and the population that we serve. Now I say normalize for a very important reason because it is important to reduce the stigma associated with some of the seemingly extreme reactions after traumatic events. I often say that these kinds of traumatic events, mass shootings, terrorist attacks, are far from normal. No one should have to go through these events. And so we need to understand that it's okay for people to have reactions to them that are extreme. And we need to not be too quick to pathologize those reactions because they measure up to the circumstances survivors and their families of victims are facing. To tell you a little bit about our approach, the Tuesday's Children Way. It's very much centered around building trust and building community. We've learned with 9-11 and previous and now subsequent tragedies, people impacted by these traumatic events tend to isolate and not seek out traditional mental health resources. But programs like Tuesday's Children that build community and trust have had success in engaging these 
high needs populations. We've learned that it's vital to carefully select and vet programs and partnerships and organizations, those that share our mission and are very much committed to adapting and customizing the experience for our families. So they're unique and specific to their needs. We have a platform of proven programs that strengthen resilience, foster post-traumatic growth, and build common bonds in family members. Many of our signature programs are evidence-based and have proven outcomes in supporting those impacted by traumatic loss. Our career programs were developed early on for parents and adults, and we have provided college and career advancement or advisement to children throughout. This has grown over the years into our career resource center as our youth population has aged. Our primary program that helps global victims of terrorism is Project Common Bond, which we started because the 9-11 teens wanted to reach out to others around the world who had been through something similar. And we have brought together more than 800 teenagers and young adults from 31 countries. Mass shootings are occurring every nine out of 10 days in the United States many of which are cited here, but sadly there are many, many more. We are sharing our lessons learned with both international and domestic communities impacted by mass tragedies. One example is in 2013, we helped to establish the Resiliency Center in Newtown, Connecticut after the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting and have been assisting newly formed resiliency centers across the country Internationally, we share resources through conferences and panel discussions and connect with other leaders in victim support services. We have attended numerous international congresses for victims of terrorism and the Invictim Conference, among others. Last, we want to talk about what is currently the largest strategic deployment of our model, and that is to meet the needs of the military families of the fallen. As you saw in the video, these needs are great. Here we show how we are well positioned to meet the needs of the military families of the fallen. We have identified gaps in services. Military families of the fallen are lacking long-term mentoring, career resources, and long-term programs specific to helping family members move to the other side of active grief and answer the question, what's next? Here are some ways that you can help us with our mission. First, if you are a family member of one of our service populations, please call, email, find us on social media. You can see uh, Karen, Sarah, and I each have our email addresses under our name. Send us an email, introduce yourself. Please reach out, we want to be with you. As a concerned citizen, please, become, please consider becoming a long-term youth mentor or a career mentor, or help us identify other mentors and other volunteers. We can't do this work without you, and it's our privilege to serve our family members.